Welcome to another episode of Search News You Can Use with me, Dr. Marie Haynes. This episode was recorded on Tuesday, May 29th, 2018. We're going to talk about another significant algorithm update, and we'll go over a few things. Uh, I have some neat tips this week um, on content creation, especially a really neat tip to help e-commerce stores win featured snippets for your products, which is something that uh, is, is definitely a, a good idea when you can get it. Um, um, we'll talk about a number of uh, things uh, involving mobile-first indexing and uh, GDPR, if you're not tired of talking about GDPR already. Um, so let's start with algorithm updates. And once again, we have another significant update. Um, it really looks like May 24th, or possibly as early as May 22nd, there was some kind of significant update. I have received a number of emails from sites that are seeing declines at this time that are looking for uh, potentially to have a site review done. Um, and it's still hard to see the patterns. I kind of feel like this is different than the regular just quality updates that we've been having. It's possible that there's a link component to this. It seems that there's more chatter in Black Hat forums than there usually is in terms of updates. And Black Hats are usually the ones that are pushing the limits in terms of what links they're using. Um, some of the emails that I've received from companies that are seeing declines in traffic, it kind of looks like the link profile is one where it's kind of on the edge. Um, you know, if you look at an individual link, you might say, oh yeah, that looks like a good natural link. And then when you look at the link profile on a whole, you can see that, oh yeah, this was a pattern, this was a link scheme essentially. Um, some of them are sites that had widespread uh, widgets, widget use where, um, so a widget would be like a tool that people can embed in their site and it links back to your site, which is not necessarily bad, but if you're linking back with a keyword, that's something that can cause issues. Um, and then another is a site with uh, a bunch of infographics, um, same sort of thing, you know, the odd, if you can get people to embed your infographic, that's a great thing. Um, but if you're starting to embed it in a way that perhaps has keyword anchors or is just done on a massive scale um, or done in a way where you have to pay people to get the infographic published, then that's not good. And people might say, well, you know, how would Google know who paid for this? Uh, it's super easy. After doing a bunch of link audits, I can tell you that it's so easy to see the patterns. You can see the sites that just continually post sponsored con content. Um, and you know the sites that are paying, uh, you know, that are taking money for links. So if you have seen drops around May 24th, and you have that kind of a link profile, then this might be a drop that you can't recover from. Um, because if Google has figured out how to not pass PageRank through those links, it's not like disavowing them is going to get your PageRank back. Um, it's hard to say though, uh, you know, once we dig into this more deeply, we may do a few link audits and file some disavows uh, and see if we see improvement. It's also possible that there were multiple things going on here because I did see some sites that it seemed like May 22nd things started to move for them, although May 24th seems like the main uh, the main day. Um, I do think there could be a quality component as well. We, uh, we saw sites where we've worked on EAT, uh, we've worked on improving user experience, and those sites saw nice gains. So it's hard to say, you know, what this update is about at the at the moment. I think this is something that we're going to have to keep an eye on though, for sure. 
Um, and just a reminder, if you're looking to see all of the recent updates, because I have one, two, three, four, five updates on May, uh, in May alone, and quite a few in April that all seem significant. Um, and so you can find those at mariehaines.com slash algo. And, uh, and then you can see uh, what I think these updates were about. Um, and just a reminder, if uh, we're, uh, we're still taking in a few more clients for our program where we'll monitor your analytics for you and let you know whether you've been affected by one of these updates. So if you're interested in that, mariehaines.com slash contact, and I'll get you more details on that. We had information in the newsletter on Lighthouse 3.0. So Lighthouse is a tool that is Google backed that um, helps out with audits. I've used it a few times and I think it can be really helpful. In all honesty, I think it's something that I need to dig in more deeply uh, and use on a, a few of our, our, our next uh, site audits. Um, but I'm hearing good things about Lighthouse 3.0. We received a few more emails in the last week of sites being moved to mobile-first indexing. So for those of you who are listening to this who are super confused about mobile-first indexing, um, if you get this email saying that mobile-first indexing has been enabled for your site, it's probably nothing that you need to act on. Um, what they're saying is that Google has detected that when they start looking at just the mobile version of sites in order to gather data for um, figuring out your content, for crawling and all that stuff, uh, they've figured out that your mobile site is the same content as is on your desktop site. Now, one of the things I've noticed is that the sites that are being moved over to mobile-first indexing, a lot of them are sites that... Um, they're not necessarily dated, but they may perhaps not have had the biggest budgets in terms of um, putting time into SEO and, and any kind of digital marketing. I almost wonder if um, sites that are more advanced in the sense that they can provide different content for mobile users and, and desktop users, those are the ones that we're going to see some issues with when uh, Google starts moving them. If you haven't received an email saying that you're being moved to mobile-first indexing, don't worry, you're in the majority. I would say fewer than 10% of the sites that we monitor have actually received this email. Um, I don't think any of my own personal sites have been moved over uh, at this point. So, um, you know, I think Google's moving with this slowly. They want to see what's happening. Uh, but um, at this point, it doesn't seem like it's causing serious issues in terms of ranking changes. We'll talk a little bit about GDPR, the General Data Protection Regulations. I know so many people are confused about this, and you know that I wrote an article on what I'm telling my clients about this. Um, the deadline for GDPR compliance was this week, and that's why we're receiving so many emails saying, we've updated our privacy policy. Um, there's some more stuff in the newsletter. If you're still struggling with what you need to do in order to stay uh, GDPR compliant and whether you need to do that even if you don't have customers in the European Union, uh, there's more stuff in the, uh, the newsletter. Um, I also included some, you know, some people are really messing up in terms of uh, GDPR. Um, there was uh, a, a few tweets about ghostery and apparently they sent out their uh, GDPR emails in batches of 500 and put everybody in the to field, um, which is kind of not good in terms of security. So uh, I know even, you know, even the big companies are finding GDPR difficult. Um, so I think, you know, it's something that we really do all need to pay attention uh, to. And speaking of that, there's something weird going on with Google Analytics. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how 
if you're not in the European Union or you don't have a lot of customers in the EU, that you should probably consider changing your data retention settings on Google Analytics. And right now, it's set to um, automatically delete user identifiable data uh, from two years ago. And something strange happened in my analytics whenever I try to look at, uh, so if I go to acquisition and um, source medium and then look at just Google organic traffic, and if I look at, say, the last two years worth of traffic, I can see all the traffic trends. If I extend that date so that I'm looking at three years of traffic, all of a sudden everything's completely blank. Now the data is still there. If I look at it in the general overview tab where I'm not segmenting by Google organic traffic, I can still see back into the past. Um, and it's weird because, I mean, the data is there for the last two years, but if I set the date back again to three years, I lose all of the data in the last two years as well. So I do think that this is a bug. Um, I'm seeing this in sites where we have changed the data retention settings to say never delete the data. So I don't think it's a, a thing where we've said, oh no, I didn't change my retention settings and now I'm doomed to never see my Google Analytics data. Um, I, I think that they're probably in the process of making changes uh, to this. So hopefully that changes soon because we do a lot of work where we look historically to see, you know, has Panda hit the site over the years? Has Penguin hit the site? Uh, and that can really tell us a lot about the types of issues, the types of quality issues that a site has. Um, so hopefully that returns soon. Um, there's been an update to Google Trends. Google Trends is awesome for content creation. So if you're trying to figure out what to write about, it's a great way to find out uh, what are people talking about, what are people searching for. Um, so if that's uh, something that you do lots of, I'd encourage you to look at the new Google Trends update. There was uh, information from the Chrome dev team. We reported not too long ago that Chrome was going to start blocking videos that autoplay, which is a great thing. Nobody likes autoplay videos. The problem, though, is that when Google, when Chrome started doing this and blocking these um, autoplaying, I think it messed up a bunch of sites that have games uh, or you know things that actually do need to to play in order for the the page to be functional. Um, and so I don't know all the details about what got messed up, but Google has, uh, for now, has rolled this back. And uh, so you still are going to see some auto-playing video. Seriously, if you're a site that uses auto-playing video, nobody likes that. I know it's probably a way to get good ad revenue, but whenever you have ad revenue at the expense of user frustration, uh, that's not a good thing, and that can come back to bite you in terms of rankings. Um, the quality raters guidelines, which I talk about a lot, have all sorts of sections on how frustrating the ad experience is for users. Uh, so not recommended to have auto-playing video. Let's talk about uh, some parameters for Google rich results. Uh, if you have a TV where, or a TV, a website where you can mark up uh, TVs, movies, um, and uh, TV shows, movie, uh, movies, and also events, that's new schema that you can add to your website. In terms of local SEO, there was some bit of a bug, it was just temporary, that caused Google Posts to disappear. Um, so if that was happening to you, it looks like the bug is fixed, and uh, I don't think we need to worry about that anymore. 
Um, I was happy to hear that Google made an announcement that they are going to crack down now on those phone scammers. I'm sure we've all received those calls where they call you and they say, oh, your Google My Business listing is going to expire. Um, and then they try to get you to uh, purchase something with them. Um, so Google's actually suing a couple of companies that are doing this. And uh, it's important to know whenever you get a new client who's really not internet savvy or savvy about what's going on in the world of SEO, um, one thing that I always do is tell them that, look, you are going to get phone calls from all sorts of people trying to tell you that your website is broken, that you're not ranking for any keywords. Um, I mean, I get these emails and phone calls for client sites that are ranking you know, number one or two for all of their keywords. And then the email will say, you're not ranking anywhere on Google. Um, and these are just all automated spam and they send them out to millions of people. And every now and then some people take them up on this. So, um, so I always tell my clients, look, if you get anything like that, it's probably not something you want to pay attention to. Um, and if you are considering replying, talk with me first because, uh, you know, I don't want you to get caught up in one of these scams. Um, let's see. So I'm going to talk about a couple of things that are in the paid version of my newsletter. You can find the newsletter at mariehaines.com slash newsletter. And every week now we put out a paid version and a free version. So all of that stuff that we just talked about right now is in the free version. Um, and the paid version has probably about four times the content. Um, anytime I see a tweet or a, an article about something where I'm like, Ooh, that's, that's a good tip. We could use that to improve our sites. Then that's something that I'll expand on in the uh, the paid version of the newsletter. Um, one of the tips that we had was, we actually had two tips from Cyrus Shepard. So whenever Cyrus tweets something, it's always good stuff. He really knows his stuff and uh, I pay attention when, certainly when he's talking about SEO. Um, one of the things, he gave an example of uh, a page that he felt had really good content. Um, and I think it's from a site called draxe.com. Um, I've linked to it in the newsletter. But some of the things that I really liked about this page is that uh, they use they figured out what are all of the questions that people would have about this particular topic. And then they've made each of those questions an H tag on the site. Uh, and then under the H tag, they do a really good job of concisely answering the user's question. Um, I've laid out a number of things in the newsletter that I think that they do really well. It looks like they're making really good use of internal linking. Um, you know, and linking to your own pages with keyword anchors is vitally important. Uh, and there's some other things too that they're doing really well. And it seems to be helping them in, uh, in terms of rankings. The other thing that Cyrus tweeted about was uh, a picture from the Quality Raiders guidelines. Did you know that having proper contact info on your website is actually probably a ranking factor? So this is in the Quality Raiders guidelines. There's a section that talks about e-commerce stores and it says, uh, it, it instructs the quality raters to look for the store's policy on payments, exchanges, and returns, and to make sure that there's a way to contact the, uh, the business. And this is part of Google's, I believe this is part of Google's um, desire to only rank legitimate websites. So if I'm sort of a fly-by-night, you know, I just created a website last night and uh, uh, I don't really have uh, a brick-and-mortar presence. Now, not to say you need one, but you're going to have more legitimacy as a brand if you actually have a physical presence in the world. Um, and so 
everything you can do to say like, look, we're a proper brand here. We're a, a, a company that you want to do business with. And remember when we talk about EAT, the T in that stands for trust. Um, and so everything you can do to help users trust the information on your website and to trust your business is a good thing. And we could go on and on about that. I mean, the quality raters guidelines talk a lot about um, the quality of the reviews that your business is getting and whether or not your business is known for being involved in fraud, um, things like that. So you really need to um, do everything you can to improve the trustworthiness of your business. I thought it was interesting. There was a, a great tweet on a way to win featured snippets for product pages. So if you run, if you do SEO for e-commerce, you know that it's challenging to rank product pages. I mean, people don't tend to link to their favorite products on your website, although it can happen. Um, but one thing that this uh, person talked about was uh, creating an FAQ section for your popular products. Now, of course, if you have millions of products, that's something that doesn't scale very well. Um, but we like to do this for clients as well. And what we'll do is we'll do keyword research. I like to do keyword research using the Google Suggest results, or as Google wants us to call them, Google predictions. And so, you know, if you were doing, if you had a product that was a green widget, then start typing into the browser bar are green widgets or can green widgets or how much do green widgets and then see what suggestions Google has. So if Google says, you know, when you type in are green widgets and maybe the top result is are green widgets safe, then you need to make sure that you have an FAQ line in your product for green widgets that says, use an H tag that says are green widgets safe and then a paragraph to answer that question. And what you'll find is, you know, if everybody has the same products, even if people are rewriting the product description, Google's getting good at recognizing that, hey, you have the same product as everybody else, but your page answers more questions than the other pages. And that's something that's really fun to test. Um, you know, we've seen some improvements uh, where sites or pages are ranking better just because we've improved the information uh, to make it easier for users to make their, their buying decisions. And the last thing we'll talk about is uh, reviews, going back to local SEO. It looks like Google has removed a whole bunch of reviews, and they all seem to be reviews from several years ago where you were allowed to leave a, uh, an anonymous review. Um, I had a couple of lawyers contact me to say that their reviews from a few years ago had been removed, and that sort of makes sense that people would review their lawyer anonymously. I think you know people are less likely to say, you know, my criminal lawyer was... Uh, was really good. Um, they don't want to have their name associated with that kind of review. Um, so that might make it more difficult to get reviews for, uh, for some professions. Um, I don't think that Google's allowed anonymous reviews for a couple of years though now. So, and the other thing I don't know is whether this removal of reviews has actually uh, caused a decrease in local rankings as well. So if you know that, if you've seen uh, a drop in reviews and also a drop in local rankings, let me know because that's something that I'd like to report on. 
So that's all we have for this week. I think um, uh, hopefully we'll have sort of a quiet week. Um, I know many of you, the week started off with a holiday. Um, and who knows? I mean, sometimes Google tends to do stuff on weeks where people aren't really paying close attention. Uh, but we'll, uh, we'll see how the week goes. And then next week, I'll see if I can update you with more information on this algorithm update, as we'll probably have uh, a good amount more of information as people contact us with um, sites that need help. If you do want a site review, our current waiting list is about three to four weeks. And um, we are offering two types of site quality reviews. Uh, there's a light version, which is really quite thorough, and a more extensive site audit. So if you're interested in that, mariehaines.com contact, and I can get you more information on that. So I wish you the best with your rankings this week, and we'll talk to you next week.